0: it was a year ago that I sat in Centennial Hospital with Leslie Ann as we awaited the doctor's opinions on what was going on with her. She was so sick, y'all. For several days, we just assumed it was the flu or some other virus, but it it kept getting worse, not better. The children and I had left her at home to get better, and, and we'd gone to my parents to celebrate Christmas with my brothers and the and their children, our kids' cousins. We we didn't want to leave Leslie at home, but we thought it best, you know, to keep the kids away from her in hopes they would, you know, not get whatever whatever it was that she had. It was it was a quarantine effectively. But at 10 p.m. on New Year's Eve, one of LA's dear friends came by to to check on her and bring her some food. A medical professional herself, her her friend, did not even get into the house upon arriving before she said, "Uh, we're going to the ER. And I'm so glad they did. Admitted immediately, tests all night long, and by New Year's Day, the docs were, were not worried about her life at this point. They had gotten her stable, but they were perplexed. What was going on? And in walks the infectious disease dog. Now, I admit, I, I don't know that I'd ever heard of such. But man, am I glad this doctor came into our life. She she figured out the puzzle. And not quickly. It was tough. She she poured over her schooling, over her experience. She, she reached deep into her training to figure out what was going on with L.A. And a few days later, we were going home. You know, myriad symptoms, quarantine and infectious disease, Doc. What what an incredible foreshadowing for the year ahead. And while L.A. did not have COVID, I, I know that so many families have experienced what we did, even before this year became what it was. But so many of them have not had happy endings. This year just kept punching all of us, didn't it? Tornado, lockdown, derecho, school's not going back. Now they are, now they aren't. Don't spend the holidays with your extended family. Christmas Day bombing? What? I agree with what I've heard in so many different ways. Good riddance, 2020. But then my pastoral training kicks in, and I know that suffering is just part of the deal of following and being formed by Jesus. I know that there are things for us to learn from the difficulties of this past year and any year. For that matter, and, and I know that just because we flip the calendar, it doesn't mean suffering won't be waiting for us there. Remember, Jesus doesn't shield us from the suffering, but He doesn't leave us alone within it either. It's been said that God provides minimum protection and maximum support. I, I find comfort in that. We begin this year of Sundays well back in Luke three where Luke records Jesus' baptism, and we know from the other Gospels and context clues that it's his cousin John who baptizes him. An odd thing, huh, that Jesus would be baptized. I mean, he doesn't need to repent. He, he's never so much as bent the truth. He, he is the truth. But, but there it is, right there. Luke telling us that Jesus was also baptized. Verses 21 and 22 in Luke 3 say, When all the people were baptized, Jesus also was baptized. As he was praying, heaven opened and the Holy Spirit descended on him in a physical appearance like a dove and a voice came from heaven. You are my beloved son. With you, I am well pleased. Now there are many different sermons that can be, should be, and have been preached on Jesus getting baptized. And his baptism is so important. And the telling of it fit it fit Luke's style so well, Luke just situates Jesus right there with the people, all the people, just like the angel told Mary that the news of the baby Jesus being born to her and Joseph would be good news of great joy for all the people. Here Jesus is with all the people who had come to be baptized, taking his place among them. Luke doesn't record it as a separate event, as Mark and Matthew seem to no the text says Jesus was also baptized. Here's what I want us to know about that. Jesus was also baptized. He's with us, among us, understanding what it is, what it's like to be us, to experience all we have this year, to, to feel like we, we perhaps should not gather on Christmas or for weekly worship, to sit with loved ones in the hospital or to not be allowed to be with loved ones in the hospital. To, to wonder if, if the masks really make any difference and then to wear them anyway out of love. And then to have friends and family who fundamentally disagree with us about a number of things. Yes, Jesus was also baptized. Baptism, a, a ritual to initiate one another and welcome one another into the life of a particular congregation in a particular time and, and place. And, and and all of those different fellowships of believers through all the centuries, including ours, the church at Harpeth Heights, making up the very body of Christ in the world. And, and Jesus himself took his place amongst us in the community he himself created. Jesus was also baptized. He is among us so my unsolicited advice for for us all for 2021 and bear in mind i'm not big on new year's resolutions nothing against them i've just found they fade away pretty quickly but this advice i have for us it needs to stick it needs to stick with with all of us first look to jesus this year and the years to come look to jesus the great news is he, he's among us. We can look to him. He was also baptized. He's, he's here. Look to him. A second piece of advice. advice Seek to point others to him. We are following and being formed by Jesus. Following him closely allows us to, to keep our eyes on him. Our, our first piece of advice, looking, looking to him. The being formed component to our relationship with Jesus well it, it helps us continually become the kind of person who points others to him. And we have a plan for this for twenty twenty one, at least for part of it. We're gonna we're gonna read the Bible together. Throughout the whole year, the whole Bible. You you can find the plan if you've not already on our website, Harpatiteschurch.com, dot backslash reading plan. You know, I remember so well Mrs. Ophelia. Miss Ophelia was my Sunday school teacher when I was in the second grade. I, I was always in church every week, and I, I remember each of my teachers. And I remember Miss Ophelia for her kindness. She, she didn't treat me any differently than, than the other kids. Just because my dad was the preacher, I was not special. We, we all were special. But to this day, I do not drink Kroger brand orange juice without thinking of Mrs. Ophelia. She brought a gallon of it with her every Sunday. And we would drink that cold OJ that that came straight from concentrate. And while we did, she would tell us Bible stories. And she would tell them as if they had just happened. As if she just talked to Jesus himself about the specific story we were addressing that week. and, And we would drink our OJ and we would hear those stories. I, I loved that orange juice. I needed those stories. Still do. It's just good to be in God's Word. And and to do it together will be even better. We, Now, we don't do this prescriptively. You, you cannot be saved by your daily Bible study. But we can be formed by it. And we will. We can meet with Jesus in such a unique way through the study of scripture, And as Susan has reminded me, this plan is unique and good because it has a bit of the Old Testament and a bit of the new every day. The, the time and the word always directing us to Jesus and his church, causing us to, to look to him and then help point others to him. There were two sisters who, who lived far from each other and they didn't get to see each other ever they raised their own families in their own places but they did keep up with one another they loved one another they kept up with one another through letters they often wrote to each other and one of them marveled at how her sister jane spoke so eloquently about her prayer life about all the time she spent with jesus it really seemed to be all she did she she prayed over and over again, she she walked with Jesus, talked with him, sought counsel from him. She would describe her days as these, these long, meaningful conversations with her Lord. So much so that her sister actually grew tired of it. Not, not that she was against prayer, but because it seemed that Jane never seemed to go beyond the prayer. The, the time with Jesus was all about prayer. Now she loved her sister, but if she pressed, she probably believed Jane to be rather pious. Maybe even all talk and, and no action, if if you know what I mean. Then one day news came of Jane's sudden passing, devastating news. So her sister traveled to be at her funeral and and one after another people spoke of Jane's character, her her selflessness, her, her willingness to do anything for anyone. She helped start an after-school club at the church. She, she taught children's Bible study for years on Wednesday evening. She she knitted a blanket for every baby born in their church. The list went on, and her sister was shocked. She had no idea the things Jane had been doing for so many, for so long. And after the funeral, she was able to speak with Jane's pastor for a moment, and she, she told her pastor that... That all Jane ever mentioned to her in their correspondence was how she, she prayed and, and, and constantly spent time praying, spending time with her Lord. She, she never mentioned any of the things she was involved in. If, if she was praying all the time, how did she ever have time to, to do all that she did? Jane's pastor replied, well, that's just it. It was because she prayed constantly that God used her so powerfully. It's been said that the great reformer Martin Luther once quipped, I have so much to do today that I must spend at least three hours in prayer. Now, I'm not telling you to spend three hours a day in prayer. I'm telling us that we need to pray at all times. Our lives should be prayer. Prayer. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18 says, Rejoice always, pray constantly, give thanks in everything, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. I, I bring this up because prayer is going to be the other way we are formed by Jesus this year and in the years to come because, well, because that's how Jesus was formed as well. Yes, he knew the scriptures we we saw that last week in Luke's account of Jesus the, the boy in his father's house teaching the scriptures with authority that surprised everyone. And Luke also paints a picture for us of Jesus who prayed constantly, and his prayer life was the means for this authority he had. His, his ministry begins with prayer and it ends with prayer. Luke shows Jesus praying more than any of the other gospel writers. He's, he's seen engaging prayer at critical points in his ministry. Several of these we will see together as we go through Luke together over the next few months on Sundays. And, and we'll see him in prayer so often because he was always in prayer. And right here in the account of Jesus' baptism, the Holy Spirit comes upon Jesus in response to Jesus' prayer. In this, I believe we see that prayer is how we summon God's power in our lives. In Acts, also written by Luke, we believe, prayer is seen as a a constant activity of the church and and a practice of the church prior to the Holy Spirit coming upon the church. Here's the point. God is going to grace our church with so many things to do this year that can bless each of us, that we can bless one another with, And they will also bless those around us. The things that can help us see Jesus in our midst as well as point others to him. So yeah, the advice I have for us is to be in the word and to be on our knees at all times in prayer. And God's very power to make the world more like God would have it be will be at our disposal And we will be able to endure. We will be able to even find joy in whatever it is that comes our way. And this is good advice, I believe, as we enter a much-anticipated new calendar year. But I'm reminded of how the Reverend Tim Keller encourages us to bear in mind that the gospel is not just good advice. Rather, the gospel is good news. It's the very best news that Jesus came and dwelt among us, that he was baptized with us and he was crucified for us. But death could not hold him. And indeed, he is alive and will one day return to make all things new. So look to him and and help others to do the same. This is our year, church. God is going to do great things. Let's be a part of them.